Mornings with Rena, TJ, and Turnbull. The podcast. You remember the old jingle, Gillette, the best a man can get. Oh, yes, of course. Well, the company has a new one. It's pretty memorable. Um, Gillette's new ad for the Venus line of products features uh, cartoon pubic hair that can sing. Oh, does it? Yeah, it sure does, buddy. <laughs> That's great. It, it, it sure does, because, you know, singing pubes, isn't that what we all sort of That's want? what we want in commercials. That's what I want. Yeah, definitely. Hi, I'm a pubic hair. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm just a pube, and it's not fair. All I ever wished to be was just another hair. But when they got one look at me, the ruling from society. Was ill, not you. Oh, what's a curl to do? It seems like all the ads are showing perfect skin and shiny hair. God. What about this other world inside your underwear? It's okay to say your name. You really can see pubic. No need to be ashamed. It's even kind of therapeutic. Why the mass hysteria about the pubic area? There's nothing diabolical about this little follicle. Wow. Is it just a bunch of pubes singing? Yeah, it's pubes yeah. in a choir. They're just all singing. Yeah, just a big bush. Gillette, trim your pubes. <laughs> Olympic Jets pulled it off. 4-1 win. Impressive, uh, first man. First period. Yeah, no kidding. First period was just thumping and crashing and banging and just, uh, you know, really, really a gritty performance from the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, end of the first period, you see, uh, was it Pionk or was it uh, DeMello? Pionk, I think, that had a hold of McDavid by the jersey and was kind of thumping him a little bit. McDavid stand there smiling and be like, hmm. Um, so, you know, again, the series is going to, uh, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty intense. Remnants of old Oilers and uh, Jets fury of action, the mm-hmm. old Smythe division. So yesterday, um, I got to say, I, I, I am cautiously optimistic. You don't want to poke the bear. You don't want to wake the beast. Um, I am a little nervous uh, about what could happen now, but the Jets had to get one win, right? That's all it takes. One win on the road, yeah, sure. get the split there and then come back home and whatever, you know? Um, yeah, the home crowd will be on their side. Yeah, exactly. All those tarps that are over <laughs> the seats will be just cheering so loud. Yeah. Yelling true north during the anthem, getting the players all goose bumpy. So yesterday I was I was a little nervous and and sometimes when I get nervous I tend to project negative energy and uh, and and I was kind of saying yesterday that uh, I thought the Jets should come out in the first period and smash McDavid which they did they listen the boys listen every day like there's no doubt about that yeah I mean you were you were uh, projecting a little bit more violence like you wanted them to like basically t- chop his legs off well okay so 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 listen here we're gonna flash back to yesterday. Here's a clip from yesterday morning at 8.50 in case you missed it. And I have my foot firmly planted in mouth this morning, okay? Oh, yeah. I want to go. I want somebody to go viral on the Jets. Like, who, who's, who's the, the worst player they have on the team? Toninato? <laughs> I want Toninato out there, first shift, running McDavid into the turnbuckle. Right? Turnbuckle? That's right. Toninato couldn't even catch McDavid. Are you kidding me? Come on. The guy's played, he played like one game all year. Toninato on his best day. <laughs> Couldn't catch McDavid even when he had that knee brace on. Oh, like when he was limping Toninato. away. I like Toninato, but <laughs> Toninato scores the game winner. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't thump McDavid, but he definitely gets on the score sheet one way or another and scores the game winner last night. 
Tonanato, best player in the Jets. Oh, man. I feel like when I saw that happen last night, I'm going, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Somebody's going to call the bone phone and be like, remember when you were ripping Tonanato yesterday? Worst player in the Jets. Who's the worst player we have? Oh, it's got to be Tonanato. Got to be the worst guy. Yeah. Scores the game winner last night. I mean, I was kind of hoping that he would have gone out there and just done something stupid. No, it's better this way. Yeah, better get him on the speed him on the score sheet, that's right? right? That's right. Uh, that's where it matters. Yeah, that's what my peewee coach used to tell me. <laughs> so the Jets, uh, huge win last night. That's in huge, man. It is. Yeah, I really, you know, I will say that they had a, a couple lucky bounces, but again, there's no room on the score sheet for, uh, you know, what, what almost went in. Right? Is that, the that, is that another saying? That's another saying. <laughs> Big hockey man, term. your peewee coach was that. He had all the sayings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no room on the score, Chief. It doesn't go in, boys. Is nothing sacred anymore, man, when no. it comes to, you know, just wanting to fart in private? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know about you, but okay, beginning of a relationship, like go back to, you know, you're starting to date Chelsea for the first time. Okay. Uh, were you one of those guys that, you know, you, you didn't want to pass gas in front of her at first? You I probably waited at least an hour. <laughs> See, I waited a long time. Yeah, man. no, I waited. I, I mean, I'd a little bit longer than that. But you know what? Yeah. The problem is uh, at the time I was I was drinking and uh, I was drinking a lot of draft beer. What do you mean at the time? Well, no, like I was drinking a lot of draft beer. I was yeah. spending a lot of time in bars, you know, right. going to shows and stuff. Right. This is like yeah. almost 15 years ago. Right. So Where you can't I was control like, it. Cool. Yeah, exactly. You wake up in the morning. And it's like all of a sudden now you got the Labatt sank on toots and it's like there's nothing you can do about no, it. No, there's nothing. But it is. A, it can be embarrassing. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I embarrass myself enough on the daily. Um, you know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I can remember leaving a, a, a girlfriend's house and like after spending a night there and you get, oh, as soon as that door closes, oh, yeah. you just oh, and you just let right. it all out. You and just, then you've been you're lucky, in all day. You're lucky that there were no doorbell cameras then that picked up the audio. Exactly. And that's what happened to this poor this poor oh. sucker down in Maryland. OK, he is meeting girlfriend's parents for the first time. Right? Yeah. So obviously you're trying to be on your best behavior. You don't want to embarrass yourself. So he feels like, okay, he's got a he's got something coming on. Something's brewing down there in the belly that he's he's gotta take 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 care yeah. of, right? Yeah, well the mom is probably a crappy cook too. <laughs> Maybe that's always could be a, it. it's always a thing with in laws. Yeah. They can so, never cook. So he goes outside. He goes outside just on the front step. Yeah, can you can you throw it in there? Does he move his leg? He must lift his leg on that one. <laughs> he lifts the leg and he pulls. He pulled on the shorts to kind of air. It oh, yeah. He was wearing too. shorts. Yeah, because yeah. pants that would have trapped it right in. But then. <laughs> he gets a little squeaker right there he at the fall, end. Falls and he up. goes inside and the neighbors. Okay. The neighbors heard something. Come on. No. That's what, according to this. The neighbors heard something. They, they said, check your doorbell cam. Girlfriend checks the doorbell cam. Sure enough. He's right there outside. Closing the door, trying to just mind his own business, trying to do it in a private spot. So the na- the neighbors ratted him out. The like, neighbors oh, hey, did. Hey, listen, we heard this guy rip one from the driveway. You may want to check your doorbell cam. <laughs> like this guy should go Dutch oven the neighbor's wife. <laughs> that is rude. I know, just calling him up. Screw like the that. neighbors. Yeah, he was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, he know? was. Well, no, nah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you got one like that big, you don't want to do that at the dinner table, right? Well, I would hope not. Exactly. So he steps outside. She's like, I can almost taste what that guy had for dinner last night. <laughs> what do you consider uh, the millennial age? What What, what is that? Um, it's uh, the exact. It's like, well, we're millennials. 
I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm different than you. Why? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Millennial age group. Like, I, I just want to look and see. It says between 25 and 40 years old, you're a millennial. Right, which is also you. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I so know, but, than me? but again, somebody who was born, like somebody who's 25 and me who's 37, way different. I didn't grow up with a computer in my house. That's what I consider. Like a millennial to me is somebody that grew up with this technology, cell phone, boom. I didn't have this until I was in my 20s. Yeah, I didn't neither, have one in high school. Neither did I. I got it just at the end of high yeah. school. Yeah, but like a computer at home and stuff. Like you grew the idea to me anyway of a yeah. millennial. Like I don't care about the the Webster's definition of it that much. I just to me the perception is when somebody says, "Oh yeah, those goddamn millennials," they're not talking about thirty eight year old guys who have no clue what's going on with with much to do with technology. I think when you think about it, the millennial generation are is the generation that grew up with the evolu like the the the, the constant changing of technology, right? Mm. Like we grew up with yeah maybe maybe the the ones at the older end of the spectrum didn't have the cell phones but you then grew up you know then you then you got the cell phone then you whatever whereas the generations behind us they only have they it only have it they only it's all they know is the tech the way technology but i feel right like now. millennials like the, the younger ones like 25 year olds think about the timeline on that that's like uh what what year of birth is that 1996 mm-hmm. i mean pretty much by the time they were in school by 2000 you know they had technology by 2000 every classroom had computers and whatever whatever right you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Of course, people had cell. Everyone had a cell phone by like 2000, 2001, pretty much. Like their parents did. Yeah, you maybe, know what I mean. Maybe. Like I just think that. So, so there's a new term that's going around. It's a micro generation within the generation. Ah, uh, that's what you're getting at here. Okay. It's called the okay. ge- the geriatric millennial. Oh, okay. So that's the older. <laughs> that's the older me. Spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Born between 1980 <laughs> and 1985. Okay. So see now this I, I I've been because I've been feeling this. You know, we had some guy call the bone phone the other day. He's like, these goddamn millennials. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, by definition, I am a millennial. And the, <laughs> the problem is, is that millennial became the cool sort of uh, derogatory term for anybody who was young. Right. And, and for anybody who's screwing up or, exactly. or walking but into manholes when, with, while they're on their phone. <laughs> right. But it's like the Gen Zers are the ones that are screwing up. Those are the ones. But no one wants to say these damn Gen Zers. It's just cooler to say millennial. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. The geriatric millennial, though, like I'm, I'm feeling that. Like my bones ache. Well, okay, somebody what? who's 25, their bones aren't aching. <laughs> Hang on. Like, is there a definition for geriatric millennial? I don't think it's just that their bones ache. There must be, <laughs> there must be something else that separates them from the 25 year olds. Well, they're just, you know, they're they're a little no, older. Like, it is. They're just no, their bones ache. No, we're called the straddlers. We float somewhere between the generation. Uh, okay, right? We're we're not sure where we belong. Like I don't I don't fit into the generation of. Like people who are 45 necessarily, right. but I don't fit into 25. Right. I'm closer to 50 than I am 20. Right. You know, at and 37. And I feel it because my bones are aching. My bones are aching. <laughs> I'm a geriatric. <laughs> Look. You know? Like, I am familiar with illegal raves and super clubs. Right. And, you know, disco biscuits. You know, of that era. I'm familiar. But my bones ache. <laughs> Yeah, probably from all the disco biscuits and listening to Darude Sandstorm back in 99. Went to uh, Classic Sergeant Sunday the other day. Love that place. Best ice cream in town. Yeah, it's, it's certainly up there. I mean, B- BDI fans would probably fight you on that. They but probably would, but they'd I, be wrong. I just hate, you know, I, I just hate the lineups. Like, I went to take my kids there the other day, and I'm like, if it's lined up, if I see a lineup, we're not stopping. It moves fast enough. It I, really don't I don't care. I don't know. And plus, it's so worth in the end, man. You get that good ice cream. 
but uh, so we we were we, we went for a walk and then uh, we grab we got our the glacier machines working by the way, which is huge. News. What is the glacier? They do the frosters there. They are they they have like they have like rip off names for everything. So the glaciers, I don't know any other. Uh, maybe I haven't been to BDI in a long time, so maybe BDI has this too. But the glacier is a Slurpee with ice cream. On top? Mm, oh, yeah. I so yeah, I don't know yeah. if BDI does that. Yeah, you can do that at uh, co-op gas stations now, yeah, too. Yeah, but th- that's, you don't want that. Why? What do, you, what, do you get the little ice cream, like, cone from the freezer, and you just throw well, it on top of your Slurpee? You put in a Slurpee? Slurpee cup. You put in the Slurpee cup, you do ice cream, and then Slurpee, ice where cream, where do you get Slurpee. the ice cream? They have a soft serve machine. Do they? Yes. Wow. Getting ahead Some of their co-ops. times Yeah, here. like the okay. one on Main. When I go when I go up to the cabin, mm-hmm. I go up Main, and, and that's where I, I stop there. I've never done it. Like, I've seen people doing it. I usually just stop and get gas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting Slurpee and ice no, cream. No, I'm not a child. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> I know you so, are. <laughs> so we got our glaciers. We're standing off to the side, and this, uh, uh, you know, this older couple is uh, getting their stuff off uh, from the from the window, and yeah. he gets this 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 ice cream cone, and the the man is he's one of those guys who he's just he just probably misses interaction with people, right? He's, mm. The pandemic has just chatty. shut him up. Very very chatty, yeah. right? So he gets his ice cream cone, and this thing, I mean, it's the size of a normal ice cream. I didn't think it was any bigger than normal, mm. but this guy, of course, he looks right at us. He just wants to talk, right? Yeah. And he's like, and he knows you're a sucker for a conversation. <laughs> that, I just got that face, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <A> he's, punchable. <laughs> Want, want to talk to face. <laughs> so he's got his ice cream cone and he's like, wow, like, would you look at the size of this thing? If I knew it was this big, I wouldn't have ordered it. And I'm kind of like, just like sort of like chuckling along like, oh yeah, I know it's a good one. It's going to be good. And then he looks at Beth who is, you know, she's, she's up the stump. She's, she's pregnant, right? Yeah. And we're a couple months away from having a child. So she's got a belly on her. Mm-hmm. He points to her belly and says, boy, if I eat this whole <laughs> thing, I'm going to look like you. <laughs> And I took oh, his, no. because like, what if, <laughs> you should have dumped your glacier on his head. <laughs> Screw you, asshole! Like she's just hefty. <laughs> Like usually, I never comment on a woman's belly. No, and you can tell usually when it's pregnant versus fat. I get that, but what if she's not pregnant and you pointed at her belly and said, "If I eat all this ice cream, I'm gonna be as fat (laughs) as you are." Yeah, that's. (laughs) I couldn't believe this man said. Did his wife cuff him upside the head? No, she laughed. Hey, Reg, (laughs) easy on the big bits. You're hurting people's feelings again, Reg. It was, and then we kind of like did the awkward laugh, and it was like, oh my god, you just yeah. like, what if you were, what if you were pregnant, yeah. right? Like, oh, don't do that. God. Don't do that. No. no. Have you had anybody, by the way, randomly come up and rub the belly yet? Uh, she has at work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It so it's like people that she knows. No. No. Oh. Like patients at work. Yeah. Will come up and be like, "Oh, you're pregnant," and before they can even finish talking, they're just rubbing the belly. Yeah, because I, I get the feeling this guy. And I'm just gonna call him Reg for the sake of the <laughs> yeah. story. I, I'm gonna guess that Reg is probably a belly rubber too. <laughs> totally. Like he probably spends a lot of time on on pregnanthotties.com, <laughs> right? And he's he's probably coming over. He's like, oh, if she. You know, he's into it, right? Yeah. Or he's into just like, you know, heftyheifers.com. Hey, he just thought she was fat. There's that. that there's that too. It's a great website. <laughs> hey, you know what else a lot of people are pumped for? This rollout of the vaccine. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, obviously it could be faster and, and more efficient and a little better, but... They could have got it going to the, to the speed it's at now a little bit sooner. Yeah. When but, you were seeing the province of Saskatchewan doing, you know, sure. drive-up clinics and Absolutely. stuff like that and hey. whatever. But, hey, we're in a good spot but, right now. We're in know, a good spot right now. Look, uh, beggars can't be choosers at this point. Well, when you we cons- can be. <laughs> when you consider some of the knuckleheads that are running things ah, around here. Oh, I know. guess that's true. I guess that's so, true. So, uh, Dr. Reimer. Mm-hmm. Is that a she? That's a she, Joss yeah. Reimer. Joss. 
Yeah. What's, what's her deal? Where'd she come she's from the, now? Because uh, there was like two people that I didn't know speaking yesterday. I believe she's something to do with like the head of the vaccine rollout or something okay. like that. So yeah. she knows what yeah. she's, she's doing. A, she's like a nurse. She's a she's nurse cool. in the province. Yeah. Okay. She's high a, up there in the nurses. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, she's a doctor. She's got her doctor. PhD even doctor. She's high up in the doctors. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Reimer um, is asking you to only call for a second dose appointment if you're on the list of people with serious health issues. Right. So that's good. But I did say, uh, see that uh, Dr. Reimer said, uh, vaccine teams are having fun watching people show up for vaccinations in costume. <laughs> yeah. I saw the picture going around the other day of the guy going into the convention center. He's parked underground. You know, he's walking through the, the parkade and somebody's filming uh, Fred Flintstone. Oh, that's right. Did, Did you, you see, see that? Him? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I picture that, that guy's listening right now. <laughs> Fred? Yeah. He's got a radio, man. <laughs> in his car in He's bedrock man. <laughs> <laughs> so freddie flintstone shows up to go get the vaccination and, and they thought uh fred flintstone costume was great because fred flintstone doesn't wear sleeves right you need to have short sleeves and they're asking people to to go sleeveless mm-hmm. which I've is kind of risky i've seen uh girls in prom dresses in oh, like dear. gowns why? stuff like that what do you mean why because yeah, I'm asking why. That's because, exactly because they have haven't had the chance to dress up in what 15 months. So going to get a needle at it's the a, convention center? <laughs> who cares? It's a it's a it's a it's a exactly. It, who cares? Why would you dress up? It's the start. Like I said, when I got the the shot, it was it just kind of felt like it was like okay, there is a light at the end of this dark tunnel we've been under for a while. So there was something kind of like you know happy about that. So what did you wear, Fred? Oh, I wore my my night my my, my your, prom, your prom dress. dress? Yeah. No, but I mean, so people are. Are, they're taking, you know, they're having fun with it and they're going, I haven't worn my, this is exciting. I'm going to get my vaccine. I haven't dressed up in 15 months. I'm going to wear a, a prom dress to get my, my yeah, shot. But, but why are you showing up dressed up like a clown to go get your vaccination? <laughs> like it's, it, it there's it. no, like I just went wearing it pretty much exactly what I'm wearing and I took off my sweatshirt yeah. and I rolled up my sleeve yeah. and I got the vaccination. And that's fine. But some people want to have a little, they want to just have a little bit of levity in their life. They've, they've been depressed over the course of this pandemic. So dressing up like a makes hooligan? them feel good. Dressing up makes people feel good. Like wearing your scuba mask, <laughs> like walk, walk, well, no, walking, walking, walking in like, there like you're gonna roll out of the back of a boat no, and, and go deep sea diving. That's like so different. Don't show up dressed like a pirate or a scuba diver, dude. There was a guy that went there dressed like a robot. He had dryer vents on his arm, and they're like, "Sir, you can't come in." He's like, "I am here to get my vaccination. Give me my five G chip." Uh, like he was screwing around with them. And it's I think like, it's funny, man. It's fun. It's, people are having fun with it. They're getting dressed up. Who cares? It's great. I mean, I. It's it's just I want to know why. Why? Why would you? Why? If you dress up, go back to work. <laughs> like, don't you have things to do for the rest of your day that you don't want to look like a dingus? If you dressed up to get your shot, we want to hear from you. Let's. What did you? What, Seven did six you, two triple five. Yeah. Did you put on your uh, your prom dress? Did you I put on not. your your Sunday best? To get it, go get your shot, and why? Oh, you know what? Our friend uh, Shelly Cook, she dressed up, but she dressed up nice. What do you mean nice? She dressed up nice. Like, didn't wear, like, a prom dress, but she dressed up nice. Okay, so what, So how's that any different? Oh, I'm just saying. I don't know why. Like, why, I, I, she was excited about it. She wanted to make yeah, an event out of see, it. And that's a, that's the people's mindset right now. It gives them something to, to, you know, it gives them some happiness in this dark time right now. But even like the selfie, like I felt like the vaccination wasn't going to work unless I took a selfie of myself. Well, that's also true. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If you don't take a picture of yourself, uh, you know, all fully vaxxed and waxed. Exactly. It doesn't actually work for you. <laughs> Who knows? If you did dress up, though, I mean, we would hear from you. 
Um, I don't. I I think it's great. I mean, I'm not the one. I'm not going to do it, but I why? think it's great. Why not? Well, because you're, I, you're I, captain advocate for dressing up I like a bozo. Let, let people do what they want. It doesn't harm you. Hey, it's not that. Halloween, no, man. No, like no, you're no, showing up at the Lila <laughs> soccer complex. Like there you no, go. Show bring your soccer gear. Let's bring a ball. <laughs> Start kicking that, around midfield. Knowing that your neighbor went to get her shot dressed in a prom dress shouldn't affect you to the point to make you mad about it. No, I would move. <laughs> I am moving. 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's why. My, my neighbor, I, I saw her dress up like Betty Boop. She's 94 years old. I saw her going to get an AstraZeneca, and I was like, that's it. Get the, get the for sale sign up. It's 92 on City. TJ and Turnbull. Uh, we're talking about people dressing up. To, hey, what's up? People dressing up to go uh, get their vaccinations. Um, is this chicken suit, man? <laughs> Tell tell us tell us exactly what happened here when you went and got your shot. What exactly happened? Yeah, well, like you- I wore it to the convention center. I changed in the uh, parkade, and then I went up and got lots of smiles and laughs and a few high fives. Like when you when you say chicken suit, like what, is this like a full blown like you looked like a like a full blown chicken? Yeah, actually, the chicken suit. Um, I'm from. Originally from around the Oak Bank area, and we have what's called Chicken Days. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'm kind of the unofficial mascot. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to a legend right here. I knew, I knew, I knew that this was going to be huge. Uh, chicken Days out by Oak Bank. I know. It's, it's too bad. Um, last year, I think, was, was canceled, right? Yeah, last year it was canceled, and obviously it looks like this year is going to be a no-go as well. Oh, well, so that's why you needed a place to wear your chicken suit. You can't let that thing go to waste. Well, it's, the chicken has kind of uh, developed a life of its own. I've worn the chicken suits on the ride for Dad a couple times. Yeah. Um, the chicken suit has been at several Bomber games and several Labor Day Classics, so it's got a little bit of beer soaked in it to it oh. as well. Yeah, well, hey, anytime uh, you're spending the evening in a barnyard, it's best to have uh, a whole uh, mitt full of feathers around you. <laughs> I have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think uh, while well, you, you certainly brought a, a smile to a lot of people's faces, minus the lady that had to peel back your chicken wing, <laughs> soaked in barbecue sauce, <laughs> to get you filled up with the Pfizer. <laughs> I kind of asked her. I said, "Now with the Pfizer shot, if I, if my arm is still stiff uh, after four hours, should I go see a doctor?" And she didn't seem to get the. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, by the way? My name is Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> thanks thanks Paul. a lot, man. You have a great day and uh, flap on, brother. <laughs> By the way, there is a warning here from Environment Canada that says local smoke. It's from the uh, forest fires. Might be a little hazy. Brian, leave a message. Do I leave a message? I guess. Callback number, press five. Let's leave a message. Hi, Brian Barkley. TJ Connors. Dave Turnbull. Hey, um, we were just uh, commenting yesterday that uh, whoever's updating the traffic in the city is not doing an adequate job. Because and honestly, since you left, yeah. it, it hasn't been the same. Especially the guy that replaced you. Hey, now, come on. Yeah, Turnbull. That's right. <laughs> there is only one Brian Barkley, and quite frankly, we miss stealing your traffic reports, <laughs> sir. Um, if you could please let us know what's going on in traffic, call us back 204 780 City. At seven eight zero twenty four eighty four, and we will uh, take your call immediately. Please call us back. Thanks, Brian. We love you, Brian Barkley. <laughs> You're the best.
Yeah, I uh, I was looking at the traffic report uh, yesterday, and I was like, why is this last updated 15 hours ago? It's morning rush. There, there, there's bloody construction on every street. I know, and here's the thing. So when, when Brian Barkley was actually the traffic guy in Winnipeg, like he was actually, you know, in a vehicle driving around the city doing traffic reports, right? Like he was he was actually in traffic doing reports, yeah, he's right? driving around in traffic with you. So uh, then then there was the people like me who were just in the uh, – who were just in the the, the chopper, yeah. and you know we we're not in traffic, so we'd have to get our tips from someone like Brian. Then we would go. But how could you not see it from the sky? Well, I mean, you can't see every traffic incident from the sky when you're up there. You have to be told like where to go in the city to find it. You know what I mean? Like really? you're not just. Well, yes. Like you know, I'm just, assuming. So here's here's my thought as a guy who's never been. Don't don't talk to me like I'm I'm supposed to know everything about what's going on in the traffic chopper. You're literally one of three people that would actually know that vantage point. I'm saying if I'm 3,500 to 5,000 feet in the sky, you can't see what's what's transpiring. Well, can, like if there's a, a, two cars crashed, you can't see. You can. I mean, dude. Like there's a there's a lot of traffic on the streets. What we would do is we would obviously look for the sirens. We'd look for flashing lights, and then obviously they're on the way to something. And we'd try to follow those. But you're not just going to look down out your window and be able to spot the the, the well, crash. You wouldn't be able to see where traffic is backed up like a snake. Yes, you can on see Osborne. You could see stuff like that for yeah, sure, but yeah. you can't see the specific incidents stuff like that. So you still have to get your tips from someone who is actually on the road. Now, when Brian left. And he retired, and some schlump got that job. They you, decided, yeah, they decided, schlump. They decided to not only take Brian Barkley and put him in his retirement chair, but they also took the car off the road. Oh yeah. So now, how are you supposed to report on traffic when you're not in traffic? I was literally looking at Google Maps. <laughs> That's seriously how bad it was, man. Because you can't. So then, <laughs> this is a little behind the scenes of what goes <laughs> yes. on with your traffic reports. If you're like, basically, we, we need you to call us up. <laughs> so Brian Barkley's not on the radio. That just means there's no traffic in the city. Literally, what I mean. They just they took Brian Barkley off the radio, and they took all traffic reports <laughs> off the radio as well. Because now you're just depending on people to call in for tips. Well, we're we're like we'd steal it from another radio of station. Course. That was. <laughs> of that's what everybody did. I know. Like, can 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 all radio stations in the city just piece together like a couple bucks to get this guy out of retirement back on the road? He's probably bored. Okay, so I'll tell you a story. So I used to work at another group of radio stations. There was this great guy uh, by the name of Garth Butchko, and he was the the general manager and, and whatever else. And he was on his way to Lake of the Woods one day. And uh, he had heard Brian Barkley and driving like, well, yeah, traffic's all backed up here in St. Mary's. Looks like traffic's really bad and whatever. So Garth Butchko uh, gets out of his vehicle at the Safeway on Fermore. It was at Fermore in St. Mary's. It's now Freshco. And he goes in there. <laughs> he goes in to get his groceries. And he hears Barkley's voice coming from <laughs> the canned goods aisle. And it's like, ah, traffic on St. Mary's is on. And Barkley's got a can of soup in his hand. Butchko, who's his boss, goes and taps him on the shoulder and said, hey, Brian, great traffic report. Brian's like, oh. Dogs in the car. He's just like he's on the way to the lake. Yeah, he's just traffic. He's halfway to the lake doing his grocery shopping. Like, yeah, you know, Osborne. Osborne's a little backed up today. It's like just a safe bet on a Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah, you know? exactly. Oh Come man, on. I was really hoping we would have got a hold of him. That's uh... we've all cut corners in our job a little <laughs> bit. Come on. You say it like it's past tense. <laughs> a lot of corner cutting going on. And I miss that guy. Oh, me He's too. A radio legend. You know what? Real quick. Yeah. Uh, National Caesar Day today, Turnbull. Is it actually? Yeah, it is. National Caesar Day, the uh, 20th, 520. Oh, man. I always remember because it's a month after 420. 
takes me a month to get out of that fog. Yeah, yeah, five twenty. Okay, what is the oh, quintessential man. Caesar item? To borrow a word from Howard Manshine, celery, obviously. Okay. Gotta be seven six two triple five. Also, you can call the bone phone seven eighty bone seven eighty twenty six sixty three. What is something special? Something that has to be in there every single time. Good morning, city. Yes, hey, you're talking about Caesar. Yeah. Hey, bud. Caesar seizure. You guys are too funny. <laughs> no, you are. Hey, you know how to, how to make a good Caesar? Or a Caesar? How? Okay, well, uh, my buddies, when they were dry grazing here in Gimli, they used to uh, used to make a Caesar that was one ounce of vodka and, and Colorado juice and celery and Tabasco and Worcestershire. That's the best kind. Yeah. <laughs> the Bone Phone on Winnipeg's Rock Station. 92.1 City. Oh, no, he's back. Beep. Hey, you know what I see? You're talking about seizures or a seizure. And uh, a seizure is seven ounces of vodka, one ounce of Camargo juice, half a bottle of Tabasco sauce, and Worcestershire, and a celery stick. Holy heck. Wow. How many has he had this morning? <laughs> He's a few Caesars deep for National sure. Caesar Day. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, guys. Something I can't not put into a Caesar is a pickle. Every time I make one, I gotta have a pickle in there. Mm-hmm. Also, trade secret, little splash of pickle juice. Yep. Just perfect. Have a great Thursday, guys. I do agree with her it's completely. It's not really a trade secret. It's I mean, not, it's it's not a, well yeah, no, but the splash of pickle juice, man, I start. I only started doing that recently, and it just, yeah. it makes the Caesar. Man, you gotta have pickles. Pickles and pickle juice in a Caesar is just the bee's knees, that's all. You have any friends who are Ukrainian, Russian, uh, anywhere in Eastern European, Slavic, Polish, or whatever? Uh, they drink vodka, but just with pickle juice as a chaser. But you can do it with uh, really? Jameson's too, picklebacks. Pickleback shot. Yeah, I've done those before. Yeah, but but vodka, you just do it vodka and pickle yeah, juice because okay. the bitter, you know, whatever, whatever it does. I don't know. <laughs> Science, <bitter>. Science <laughs> very bitter. Hey, TJ, when are you getting your vaccine now? Tur- now Turnbull's getting his today. Oh, I'm a week in now. Yeah, I'm 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 vaxxed and uh, jacked. Yeah, you were the day after after me. I went last I Wednesday. You were last Thursday. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm a weekend ready yeah. for round two. I'm I'm more protected than you are. Sock it to me. Yeah, you're so protected. <laughs> Somebody come and cough on him. Somebody. <laughs> oh, he's so protected. He's got that extra twenty four hour protection. Yeah. Yeah. Buying men in. Yeah. So you think us farmers complain a lot, eh? But you know what? You know what we're gonna complain about now. We're going to complain about people complaining that we complain too much. <laughs> How do you like me now, TJ? Huh? I like that guy. No, I like I like farmers. I, I just know it's it's like classic. Um, and, and I guess it's like it's anything where people like to complain. And it's like the farmers, if it's not this, it's this. It's like, oh, the goddamn this are doing this, and the chickens aren't producing milk like they used to, and all of a sudden thunder scares the cows, and now the milk's sour, and it's like, you know, they're too dry. There's always something for them. Government's not giving us enough for the, the barley and whatever. Hey, there's always something. Like, they're, they're hardworking guys, right? So obviously, 
You know, things aren't always going to go, ah, goddamn case IH, right. I blew a bearing. Things aren't always going to go peachy for them. No, no. And, and think about what they're up against. I mean, it's the elements mainly. Exactly. Mother Nature, you need her on your side. So this rain going to be uh, much appreciated for sure. Yeah, I got a bone to pick. It's with all those anti-vaxxers out there. I'm thinking what we should do is we should get them all together, one area, and we should sacrifice them to the COVID gods and see if that gets rid of COVID once and for all. I think it might work. And really, if they don't want to get vaccinated, who cares? Because we just sacrifice them, right? <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Okay. Yeah, I just, I certainly hope that, uh, you know, because I mean, to, to get this thing back on track, I mean, life, um, we're going to need 70 to 75% of people to be, uh, you know, and and, up. and the rallies and the stupid, like, you're not, guess what? You getting together and rallying, they're not changing the rules. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cool freedom yeah. protest, bro. Okay. Wow, you got out Great. for two hours and passed COVID around. Yeah. Now we're in this mess Thanks. again. Cool. Man, like that donkey of, uh, I don't even know his name. I don't even know. I don't matter. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. Stupid moron. Yeah. I saw that uh, he's, that, uh, that dude's coming. Coming back. Yeah. He's already been here once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they just tase his ass as soon as he gets Jesus. to the border. Oh, you're not going to quarantine? <laughs> Here, that'll make your teeth pearly white, you idiot. Yeah. 8,000 volts just running through his scrawny little chest cavity. Yeah, that guy's a bozo. Yes. Bozo. He's a bozo. Uh, hockey night rhymes. It's hockey night in Bangladesh. Wu-Tang and some Johnny Cash. It's hockey night in Bangladesh, my friends. Because it's Hockey Night in Bangladesh, my friend. Peter Puck and Howie Meeker. Never mind going out beat up sneaker like I'm playing spongy. And I'm talking about Gary. Yeah, Peter Puck and uh, Howie Meeker all making an appearance in that rhyme. Uh, that was probably one of his weakest rhymes that we've got on <laughs> is, the bone phone. That's not the, the rap guy. Is that's. It? I mean, who else calls up and raps? There's one guy. Well, that wasn't really a rap, though. I don't know what that was. It started off as a song, but then he started hey, to freeze it. Hey, night in Bangladesh. <laughs> Johnny Cash. I smoked some hash, then I called the bone phone. He's Peter Puck. You really suck. Yeah. Anyway, well, I mean, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. And we'll we'll just close it out here with this one. Yeah, TJ, you know, with your wife giving that 100 bucks back and you ragging on her, listen, a lot of us see you guys on social media, and you outkicked your coverage heavy with your wife. So you should be just thrilled she even wants to be in the same house with you. The Bone Phone. Call 204-780-BONE. 780-2663. 92 One City. Winnipeg's Rock Station. Foo Fighters, they're going to be playing Lollapalooza. I saw the lineup for mm-hmm. Lala announced yesterday. And uh, on that lineup, uh, your boy... Ooh, guy from Duck Dynasty, Fred Durst. Oh, man, he looks, yeah, he's got this big old grizzly beard right now. He looks uh, like he's seen some things. He looks like he holds his car together with duct tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red green up there. Just he, That's what he looks like. He does he's got like the him. bucket hat on, camo yeah. bucket hat. Yeah. And it's funny because they, they put uh, Limp Biscuit on the third line. So you got Foo Fighters on the top line of Lollapalooza, Miley Cyrus, Post Malone. And then uh, on the third line, mm. you see Modest Mouse, Young Thug, and then Limp Biscuit. And that's you know, how far funny. they've fallen. Third row? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a little high, to be honest. <laughs> but, but you know, a guy my age who grew up with Limp Biscuit, you know, I'm like squinting to see that, you know, because. 
Because that's my age. They don't still make new music, do they? <laughs> or are they still just riding their uh, their past? Oh, man, they did it all for the nookie. <laughs> that's what they did. So this uh, long weekend, we are going to be featuring lots of Tragically Hip. Why? Because big news out of the Tragically Hip camp. So I don't know if you know this, but uh, I'm going to take you here on a, on a little adventure. Oh, okay. Behind the music. So the Tragically Hip's Road Apples was initially going to be a double album. Had the working title of Saskadelphia. Now, the record label thought that it would confuse listeners. The label also thought that Road Apples sounded too Canadian. See, sometimes people in high places don't know everything. Road Apples became the first hip album to hit number one in Canada. Big, huge what, what album. Year? What year was that? 91. 91, okay. Yeah. So here we are, 30 years later, and four years since the loss of beloved frontman Gord Downey. The hip revealed this morning that they will be releasing a new album at 12.01 a.m. Like when you go to bed tonight, you wake up tomorrow, there's going to be a brand new Tragically Hip album. New songs. With Well, it's called Saskadelphia. These are unheard tracks. Six previously unheard tracks that huh. were recorded at the same time as Road Apples, okay. initially intended for that double album that got kiboshed by the record label. Now, these songs were left on the cutting floor. They were boxed up and burnt. Literally, there was a lot fire at Universal Music's compound back in 2008, and only the tapes weren't destroyed. The cassettes. Yes. Yes, they've been remastered and oh. all set for you. The Tragically Hips, Saskadelphia, wow. launching tomorrow. The Open Tech on 92.1 City, Winnipeg's Rock Station. For Prairie Summit Shop, gear up for your summer adventure with clothing, footwear, or cap gear from the Prairie Summit Shop, Winnipeg. All right, it's uh, National Caesar Day, so we got talking about that uh, on the text line at uh, 762-555. Whiskey in Caesars. Best way to go. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty good. You get uh, a little it? 40 Creek copper pot in there. Boom. Mm. I've done the gin Caesar before. Still still vodka guy all the way oh, when it comes yeah. to Caesars. That tequila, too. That's a good way. I haven't tried that. Oh, sir. <laughs> you probably never ran out of Caesar. <laughs> Pickle juice obviously keeps yes. coming up. Liquid smoke, couple drops. What's that? Liquid smoke? Yeah. Smoke in liquid form. <laughs> like you, you put it on a rub, nice. like on a on a rub on a roast or something. Okay. To make it seem like it was on the smoker. Just a, a little liquidy thing. Alright. Like Jalapeno liquid. juice. Oh, that'd be alright. Horseradish. Yeah. yeah. I've done the horseradish before. That it's one's alright. I don't like it. Um, you don't like it like in general? No. It's gross. Uh, maybe on a roast beef or something. That's got some liquid smoke. <laughs> uh, since when do chickens give milk, you idiot? I'm like, well, I was talking about uh, farmers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say something about milk? Chicken. Yeah. Milking chickens. They have these little nipples and you just. Little tiny little. No, no, no. Not that sound the sound they make what's that meme the joke and you Woo! Like just <laughs> does a duck's dink drag weeds um, say again does it does a duck's dink drag weeds it's an interesting question you know ducks swimming along yeah. got some, uh, all of a sudden gets caught floating. something down there yeah you know ducks all excited sees a goose they got the corkscrews right don't they? The course, yeah, like it, it, it it's goes like up, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like if you're ever uh, drinking in the park, um, 
you know, like you're having a charcuterie tray and you're sitting uh, by the lyric stage and you don't have an ah, opener for your wine. my wine opener Damn it, where's my wine opener? You go over to the duck pond and you get one of those uh, Mallard all frisked up. Yeah, just rub it a couple of times. Yeah, just pat him on its back and then all of a sudden next thing you, you know, like a corkscrew. <laughs> Pecker just gets rolled right in there. Uh, warm banana or rock hard cookie? Warm banana or rock hard cookie? Oh, rock hard cookie. Yeah, warm like, banana, that's much, that's, yeah, I don't want that. I like hard cookies. Do you? I do. I don't. I'm I for do. the soft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Heard that. Um, Road Safety Week, boys. Tell people to watch out for motorcycles. Okay. Hey, watch out for motorcycles out there. Hey. Hey, watch, you. Watch, watch out for motorcycles. When I got my uh, shot, I wore a U of A Pandas shirt. One step closer to seeing my daughter in Edmonton. Oh, that's nice. See? Means something to these people when they dress up. Uh, speaking of Edmonton, Edmonton is going to have 2,500 fans in the stands. Why can't we? <clears throat> Montreal has been the one to, uh, they've actually made it official. Edmonton hasn't made it official yet. Uh, uh, but I think they're working on it with their government. But Montreal, as of like May 26th, they can have some fans. I once saw a video of a cat chasing a coyote away. Coyotes aren't tough. Um, can I just say, I've been having dreams about coyotes and wolves. And beating them up? Uh, scared, actually. You were scared? Yeah. Of the coyote? Yeah, like I, I really? kept having this recurring dream uh, the last couple days. And like I'll be with my son and, and walking around in the dark at the lake. And a pack of wolves will come out. And I will send him running towards the wolves. And then I'll get away. <laughs> No, I like I don't know. Yeah. I I because I, yeah. I was smack talking coyotes saying that I would tune one so up. So subconsciously, it's starting to affect you, man. It is no yeah. for sure, for sure. I've got coyote fighting guilt. <laughs> um, I flew to Dominican in 2020, and they weighed everyone before boarding. Oh, that was in reference to their, uh, the FAA is going to maybe start weighing people because people are getting fatter over mm-hmm. the pandemic. Sure. Well, whatever. It's their plane, man. Well, I know, but I mean, you don't like it. Don't get on. Don't book the flight. Stop putting on so much weight. Jeez, easier than done sometimes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to travel again. <laughs> I'll buy four seats. <laughs> By the way, this is texter here. Turnbull, your halves are going down tonight. Whoa. Um, yeah, he's probably right. <laughs> I got a message from uh, somebody on the bone phone here. We were talking about uh, Shifley being a bit of a. A bit of a nerd. He's a bit of a nerd, yeah. He's talking about, uh, you know, uh, having goats. He doesn't curse. That's a big thing. And I, I'm not saying yeah. that, that that makes you a nerd, but um, he's just like on the ice being like, oh, you freaking stink, ref. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds weird. Like, he, it's just weird. He said the spiciest thing he ever said was he told a ref to shut up. Yeah. Or you suck. Or you suck. Sorry, yeah, you told, suck. He told yeah. a ref, he was like, hey, you suck. You suck, ref. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's like he's like a 12-year-old, like stuck in a man's body making $6 million a year. It's yeah. crazy. Shifley <clears throat> with his goats. He always struck me as the kind of guy, like, you know, if you were on the hockey team with him as a kid, he'd be the one that would stay in the room and not go out, and then he'd rat on all the other kids that snuck out to, like, you know, whatever, have a couple of beers or something. Uh, just strikes me as that kind of guy. Always has. Well, I guess when you're eight years old playing hockey with Mark Shifley, he doesn't want you out drinking beers. <laughs> In the parking lot with, with, with the dads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good team guy. You know, he missed that open cage last night. Kyle Connor uh, fed him one, too, that he didn't need to pass. Kyle Connor no, snipes it. He yeah. should have shot that in the first period. Bart Downski, bro. Doesn't matter. 4 1 the final. Yeah, game one. It's impressive, man. I was, I was, uh, I was impressed by the, the old jetties there last night. Got to be honest, I, I took this uh, size 11 and a half shoe. 
It's too big because I really only wear a size 10. <laughs> and I shoved it firmly in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were trashing Toninata last yesterday at this time. Well, actually, trashing him. truth be known, I said, who's the worst player we have? And you said Toninato. So technically, you were trashing him. And then I piled on. Okay. I'll yeah. take so I'll t- you, yeah, okay. you trashed I'll take responsibility. You know, Toninato is Italian for I'm going to score again next game. Oh, is it? It's a direct translation. Wow. Yeah. That's a weird translation. It's, it's a for a guy, been, for a guy who doesn't score many goals. <laughs> I'm learning Italian right now so I can communicate better with Toninato when I see him drive past me on Academy. Ah, uh, okay. Tonzi. What, what do you think his nickname is besides Snipe City? Toninato? Tornado. It's got to be Tornado. Tornado. Yeah, they call him Tornado, I bet. Or Nado. Nad. The Nad. Maybe it's... The Nats. What's Nazi. his first name? Nats. Dominic? Dominic. Dominic. The Dominator. Yeah, there you go. Dominator. Because he's dominating the games. Out there just sniping. Can't take him out of the lineup now. No, 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 no. Ehlers, sit it out, buddy. <laughs> Pierre Luc Dubois, I know we traded line A for you. Doesn't Sorry. Matter. Sorry, man. Tony Nato's on a heater, boys. <laughs> yeah. Tony Nato draws into the lineup. Tony. Oh, it's got to be Tony. That's got to be the nickname. Be Tony. It's got to be Tony. 762 555. Uh, you want to text us about anything anytime? Uh, do it there. And then if you got something to say, but the show's not on, leave us a message on the bone phone, 780 bone, 780-2663. And we'll be back tomorrow morning gearing up for the long weekend with brand new Tragically Hip. Arena, TJ, and Turnbow will be back tomorrow on Winnipeg's Rock Station, 92.1 City.